Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, giving yeah. you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, good afternoon, good evening, hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way out of the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, boy, do we have a great show tonight. We got the lovely Miss Jerrica Wortham of Jay Parlay in the house, and she's going to be here in just a second. Meanwhile, I want to let you guys know that uh, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and also on KBOB 89.9 FM Tulsa. And we're on iHeartRadio, we're on iTunes Podcast, we're kind of like all over the place. So uh, if you need information, just Google The Bobby Eaton Show or The Juice Radio Show, which is here, which are here uh, every Thursday night, 6 p.m., headed up by Ramal, a hometown heat. And we grow and expand, you know, I want to let you guys know something uh, we've started expanding the Juice Radio Show, not only in Tulsa, but we have a Juice Radio Show in Dallas right now that's starting up, and a Juice Radio Show out of Muskogee, Oklahoma, and then we've got a couple of tentative things out of Atlanta and Chicago. They're calling, so we're trying to put a Juice Radio Show everywhere around the country, blog talk radio, and it's easy to do, and if you need uh, to get in touch with us, you can reach us at 918-856-3876. Oh, I'm going to give you my cell number. Don't get me on that cell. Uh, 832-443-9499. Again, the number is 832-443-9499. That's here at Eaton Media Services out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, get, get, get a juice radio show in your uh, neighborhood. You know, hey, y'all can do this. You know, we tell our stories our way. Uh, we do whatever. There ain't no rules and no regulations right over here. You know, we do this, split verbs. We do whatever is necessary. It don't matter. Take your shoes off. But today, we don't want to put the phone down 646 716 5525. I want y'all to talk to Jerrica, you know, because Jerrica's going to be in the house. We're going to take a start. I'm going to bring her on. You around, call your mama. Call your Paul. We're going to turn back to Arkansas. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever it be. All right. We'll be right back. So stick around. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community. The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. 
am Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 202- 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation and we can have you hooked up. Peace. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. Or text camp to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new KBOB 89.9 FM, Black on Black Community Radio. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. And that's right. We tell stories our way here out of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Greenwood, Greenwood, you know, and we uh, are here and we're happy to have in the studios Miss Jerica Wortham. How are we doing, Jerica? We are doing well. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Thank you. Glad you're here. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because you're a busy bee these days. Man, it's so real in these streets, but I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for um each opportunity that comes and presents itself to me because mm-hmm. I remember when I was dreaming about having opportunities. You know and what I mean? you got a lot of them. <laughs> I got, I yeah, got they, a few. They're coming at you. <laughs> now, Jerka, for our listening audience who don't know what, where you were born and raised, where are you born and raised? I'm born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Duke T-Town, right? T-Town. I was T-town. born riding at Hillcrest Hospital. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hillcrest, huh? Hillcrest Hospital. You got brothers and sisters? I do. Um, I have a few. So I have a sister, um, 
Shay, and I have an older sister, Denise, well, two older sisters, um, Denise and um, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of step-siblings, Nikki and okay. Anthony. So, yeah. Quite a few of y'all, huh? Just got a little tribe popping little tribe. off. Okay, right there. Mom's here. Mom is here. Dad's here. Dad is, well, my stepfather's here. My, stepfather's my here. Okay, um, I got biological father was military. Okay, oh, sorry to hear that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But most of your family grew up here. What schools did you go to? Oh, well, I went to Carver. I was a Carver oh, Wildcat. Oh, you was a Wildcat? And then, of oh, course, okay. I matriculated to the one and the only pride of the great Southwest, Bookatella Farrell, Washington. Oh, yeah. Senior high school, world class. Yeah, world class, school. you know. Uh, that's that's the school for me, you know. <laughs> That's hey. all there is to yeah. it. Like, what is yeah, what other I got, school? Yeah, I got inducted into the Hall of Fame over there. So, hey, Booker <laughs> T. Booker but you T. were special. <laughs> you, know, you know, and somebody told me when I, that was happening, I had to really think about it. They said, Mr. Eaton, even after you passed on, you'll still be hanging up on the wall. Yeah. yeah and I said, wow, what an honor, you know, yes. humble myself. And cause I, it was unexpected, yeah. you know, but. Hey, it's a great thing. Tulsa is growing. That is, yeah. I can see Tulsa starting to shake up and move in certain areas. Entrepreneurship is taking place. It's real. People want to have their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And so especially you guys, the younger guys, yeah. you know, and I'm saying, oh, it's kind of coming back a little bit yeah. there, you know, and I've attended a, a few functions that you've had yeah. and I see it, you know, We're I, trying can, to. I can see it. And I want to thank you. This is a thank you going out to the public <laughs> for honoring my dad for the Benefactors Award, oh, you yes, know, and that yes. was, uh, it was unexpected. He didn't know. I love that. He had no idea when he got there and we sitting around the table, he said, okay, they're going to give you an award. He thought they going to give me an award. <laughs> I said, yeah, they're going to give me an award. And all of a sudden, uh, when they called his name, he looked at me and said, give me that look. <laughs> it was funny. I love I said, it. And I did like this. Whatever, you know, you know, so he just loved it. And like we didn't because, say which Bobby Eaton. Yeah, you didn't say which Bobby Eaton. So he, that was a good thing. So, I you know, it's, and it's so often that a lot of our uh, elders and seniors mm-hmm. never get recognized for the work never. that they've done because the young people don't know who they are. Exactly. And so when you do let everybody know, then they can kind of know that, oh, man, this this lady or this guy did this or did that, and we got to pass that information on down. Uh, that's our history. Absolutely. You know? He is such an intricate part of Tulsa's history, and it was a disservice, in my opinion, that he hasn't been honored more. You know what I mean? And if you have the opportunity to have, um, to present flowers to people while they smell them and say, say, thank you for your contribution. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping with Tulsa's civil rights movement. Thank you for mm-hmm. taking time out of your day, just on a personal level, right. to sit in my office and to give me history on Tulsa, mm-hmm. give me history on Greenwood. Um, tell me about what life was like then and, and what it's like now. And, you know, just really give me practical, sound advice. Mm-hmm. Show me where history is repeating itself and how maybe if we do something um different we can have a different outcome you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah. he's he's been instrumental well pops is like that you know um we're in the process of trying to figure out ways to uh you know about the barbershop which one do you right next door here yes what you know about that barbershop i know that um it used to be owned by some people in your family my my grandpa <laughs> my, <laughs> and 
you know what? And, and, this, and the barbershops are always yeah. like a center part of the community. Girl, that was the center part of the community See? next door. See, my grandpa built this building that we're in, mm. and the barbershop was next door, and it's where the civil rights movement of North Tulsa started. Mm-hmm. Over there, you had gentlemen such as Don Ross, uh, Bernard McIntyre, Homer Johnson, and all of them would, would come together over in that barbershop over there, and they formed that civil rights movement out of that barbershop. And when time during the time when blacks weren't able to go to white restaurants and eat and stuff, they would go to uh, the white restaurants like up at Borden's Cafeteria up there where Northland used to be. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let blacks come in there and eat, so they got arrested. You know, I went to jail and all of that. That's a civil rights movement right next door. So I was telling Pops the other day, I said, man, you know what? I need to go in there and remodel that place and open it up to the public. Put all those guys' pictures all up in there and make it like a historical museum where the community can come in and see where the civil rights movement started right next door. And it's so much history. If those walls could talk, I was a little boy. I used to be in there. I got caught uh, looking at dirty magazines. <laughs> you know, dirty magazines. And they'd be busted and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, but people need to see the the real history. So yeah. now that we're coming up on the centennial, like everyone wants to know about Greenwood. They want to know about Black Wall Street. Like what was going on there? That's like true. what's going on now? Mm-hmm. They want to see all of that. And and there's a lot of opportunities for us to get this story wrong. And to do it the wrong way, but I'm thankful that there are entities in place that are trying to to get it done the right way. And I feel like mm-hmm. if you do that, you absolutely should create a, should. a space where people can come and, and mm-hmm. learn some, yeah, some true, authentic history. You know, you go to the resort. Mm-hmm. I, I liken it to like when you go on vacation, you yeah. have the resort. It's right. like, oh, this is a nice curated experience. Right, I really right, enjoy right. that. I like this. And then you get in that cab and you get the real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the real deal. Uh, yeah, margaritas, yeah, good, right, uh, yeah, margaritas, some good soap appears. Yeah, there you go, the real ones, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we gotta preserve our history. Yeah, you know, we got a lot of history in North Tulsa, and uh, when this centennial comes, mm-hmm. there are gonna be so many people migrating mm-hmm. right here, and they're gonna want to see some things and go some places and do some things, you know. And I would love to see. Our, African American community business people mm-hmm. reaps a lot of the benefits yeah. of the centennial, you know, because we know that they're gonna go to, they're gonna have to stay in the Hyatt Regency and they're gonna have to stay in this one and go in that one. We know that that's gonna happen yeah. and they're gonna make money. But I would love to see us uh, be able to obtain some of that growth of yeah. financial wealth that's coming to town to help grow our businesses. Yes. You know, so. it's about finding a space. So that's another part of the work is is place making for people of color. That's like true. right now, they're it's hard. Huh? The, right, it's hard. There's know. there's the idea of opportunity for all, right? When we look at um, the demographics, and, the demographics and excess. Yeah, I know because I've been capital. trying to talk to a few people who uh, own businesses. Back in the day, yeah, but their bills, their buildings are so dilapidated, it would take some work to get them back up by that time. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. Maybe we can do something. Yeah, you know, we had stories of uh, we sitting here because we have meetings in here. Yeah, 
you know, we just not just a radio station, you guys. Uh, we just a community meeting places, and sometimes uh, ladies or guys don't have a place to meet, and they'll call me and say, "Can they come in here and meet up?" Yeah, come on in, you know, meet on up, and so that's what we try to do over here. So you Edens are just continuing the trend. <laughs> we just walking, you know. I was telling my my daddy was telling my son. Mm-hmm. He said, "Now you got to understand something." He says. Your name is Bobby Eaton. <laughs> he told my son that your name is three of us. You know what I mean? So generations and generations of Bobby Eaton, you know, have been around. So I got to uphold my grandpa's legacy because he was so intricate in the community and, and helping everybody and serving up everybody. And he was around during the massacre. Yeah. You know, the massacre took place. He was about 22, 23 years old wow. when that happened. And, uh, a lot of those stories were told in that barbershop over there. And so my daddy has told me a lot of them stories. And I'm saying, wow, we got to preserve this history. Yes. He told me about a gentleman named Pig Leg Bates. Oh, Pig Leg. You heard about him, huh? Pig Leg was about it. <laughs> he was about that business, wasn't he? Not today, he yeah, right, said. Right, right, exactly. Not today. <laughs> him and his Gatling gun was going, wasn't it? Ooh. About that business, <laughs> like you said. So you know, that's just one of many stories. Yes. You know, one of many stories that a lot of us don't know about. And I want to learn more. And that's yeah. the that's the part. Like I want to learn. Really, you didn't learn a lot though. Yeah, but with the help of your father, with mm. the help of um, community members, with mm-hmm. the help of just research and 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 trying to absorb as much as I can um, to help tell this story. So like. Right now, I'm in a position where we have the opportunity to use art to tell the story of Greenwood and tell the story of um, what happened and rebuilding and and what does rebuilding look like? Like, how do we restore that legacy? How do we rebuild um, a sense of community and how do we use art to to um, to brighten up that right yeah. to, right just to, to help tell the story right mm-hmm. so we can look at this piece of art together and in and of itself, just having that piece of art mm-hmm. brings people together that yeah, otherwise does. wouldn't know each other. Yeah. And now they're in the same space. And now mm-hmm. we can discuss this. And now we can figure out um, what, what are we seeing? Can, yeah. we, can we... Can we? And how to go forward. And how do we go forward? Yeah, and how to obtain some of that that we've lost and bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I think it's a great thing. I'm, I'm hopeful. And every day and every morning, I just pray that I get it right, right? <laughs> yeah, you get it right. You know, and sometimes, you know, on a first time out and things like that, we make mistakes in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I should have did this. Oh, I should have did that. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to, to be that way. But I'm know? thankful for it. I, I'm thankful for that opportunity. And it's just, and it makes me think about why these ap- these opportunities come to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, always. And what I'm just finding to be true and I'm seeing it to be true, not only for myself, but for other individuals is that opportunities continue to build if you're in motion. If you're in motion. You know what I mean? Like if you're already working that dream, I was already working in the arts, right? Mm-hmm. Already doing project yeah, you were. at some at some level. And so it's it's staying that course in these opportunities finding you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what happened with you. They started finding it. Get Jerrica. <laughs> Go over there. Where, where's Jerrica at? Call, email her, talk to her. It's funny because you know? it, it takes, what, 10, 12 years of no one. Yeah. And that's not normally, even bad in the eye, right? Yeah. yeah. 
that's, and it's that's still funny. only the beginning. Yeah, it's only the beginning. You're just getting started. And you just yeah. getting started, Mr. Yeah. Um, I have a whole a tower now. <laughs> and that's, again, another yeah. example. You were working the dream, and you're uh-huh. continuing to work the dream. Yeah, yeah. And this radio business, you know, I never knew when I first moved back here four years ago. Exactly. I came back because my mother was sick, you know, and that's what brought me back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I came back and I said, well, now that you're back here, what you going to do? And uh, my grandpa had this building. It was full of junk. I mean, family storage unit is old. Nobody was maintaining it. And uh, I said, well, let me just go in here and clean up, you know, and fix it up. This building is about 100 years old. And uh, I said, let me fix it up and at least make it decent where people can come in here. And I started off, I said, well, it's going to be a band rehearsal hall. And me and so I said, I'm going to bring all the old school guys, Billy Bruner and Bobby Giles and all of us was going to get up in here and start practicing, right? Well, that didn't pan out real good, <laughs> you know, so it was empty. And I was going around in the community, Jerrica, and uh, so much missed communications, I said, oh, man, Tulsa terrible when it comes to black media and communicating and people getting together. I said, it's terrible. So that's what <laughs> I said, well, let me open up a radio station. Never did radio before. So let me. And so I did my research and YouTube and all the social media and all that. And so I opened up this place right here so that people like yourself and me and others can come in and tell our stories our way. Because I noticed that the mainstream media were always telling it their way, you know. And then now when they come over here, they nervous mm-hmm. because they got to sit at these microphones and I got to ask them questions. What you feel about North Tulsa? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what you feel about yeah. North Tulsa? You ever ate over sweet leases before? You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So trouble. That's kind of, I'll be trouble, you know, this troublemaker. You know, so that's uh, what's been going on. I, matter of fact, I got Mayor Bynum coming in here uh, next month. Oh, cool. So he'll be off in here. So I can charge him up, too. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what are we going to do for Tulsa? Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do for Tulsa? What's that? You are involved in Jay Parlay. Tell everybody what Jay Parlay is. Well, Jay Parlay is a creative company. It, it has a few um, branches. So primarily we do publishing. So I help people to self-publish their books. Um, We had a magazine. We're going to re-ramp that and bring that back soon. But um, largely now it's publishing and it's live shows. So um, on Friday, actually, we're going to have our show for the culture, um, Uh which is right. And it's going to be black and black, black, black. We're just going to celebrate all... um, our contributions to the culture and to society, but we're going to do it in a fun, fun way. We'll have all nineties and early two thousands gear. You're going to see some dancing. You're going to see this some Friday singing. night. Yes. This Friday night, at retro, 730. Right? At retro. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was it's just there. Fun. It's I always there real high yesterday. energy. I was in there yesterday. What you eating? Eating that grilled chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, you made, you made good life decisions. Yeah. Oh. yeah that grilled chicken sandwich. <laughs> I love that one right there. Well, look here. We're going to go to the phone lines right quick, and we're going to see. We got a caller right here. Let's see who we got. People all on the line. Area code 720. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello? They mean to call. Area code 720. 
I guess they don't want to talk. They don't talk to us. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna come back. Come back to that one. But um, it should be Denver folks. Hello, Denver folks. That's what it sounds like. Some Denver folks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All I you got to do is press that one button. You know, if you're listening <laughs> right now, press the one button. But uh, Jay Parley at Retro this Friday night. What time yes. it start? It starts at 7.30 p.m. Oh, early 7.30 yes, p.m. Yes. See, that's, I got these young children, so I got to put them yeah. in bed. I got to live a whole life. But I want people to have fun. And be able to get out and still, they can still go cut a rug or something mm-hmm. after. But. After. You've had several down there, right? Yes, yes. We've, that's been our um, home for the past um, couple years at least, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, um, so shout out to Marv at Retro. Marv. <laughs> um, Marv. I enjoy him just providing a space for a space. us to really just do what we want to do. Like, we really have a lot of creative freedom and i appreciate that you know what if it wasn't for marv in the retro we wouldn't have too much of nothing mm-hmm. think about it yes too much of nothing so he provides a place for you to do your activities yes. and music and poetry and yes. all of that and those who don't know you're a poet i am a poet yeah a poet and you got plenty of poetry huh i got a lot of it just you got, one with, you got one with you right I'm now i'm sure i do what okay. could i do go ahead and go ahead and go with it i can do the my classic pull out my pocket okay, brand go ahead. new. Knock off a few of mine quick. <laughs> brand new. Okay. So I call this my high fire, my number one scorching thirst quench supplier, grade A resume and new hire, putting in so much work, man, after this, I may retire. This is that new spit. They get on the mic and rock spit that spins along at the bottom, so it's my get on top spit. I mean, yes, in theory, we might get on stage and flop spit, but I'm going to give it my all my thought I wasn't going to be it spit. Foul mouth, been bluffing, emancipation's calling me out. I, firewalks of faith leave little room for false doubt, wide hips, accenting full lips, nappy roots like buckwheat. Soulful's calling me, me thick. So I forgot. Hmm. Soulful's keeping me thick. Transformed. That's it. There we go. Yeah. Transformed. Flesh versus spirit keeping me torn. I died of myself daily because I am labeled reborn and I love words. That's noun, adjectives, and adverbs. And I know it sounds crazy because I'm going to try my hand at Proverbs 3110. Knowing true happiness comes from within. And when integrity is your character, you no longer have to pretend, y'all, I'm perfectly imperfect. I get on the mic and murk it. I found myself growing and who knew that it would hurt a bit. Old ties. Drowned by burgers and hot fries. I was sad. I when them size sevens can no longer hold my thighs, but don't get it twisted. I'm still hot like blocks on Front Street. And my grandmama's peach cobbler is still so sweet. I remember mama working three jobs to keep shoes on my feet. So he says I'm bitter when I don't smile. Leaving my peace of mind now on trial. Dead woman walking, I say this could be my green mile. And some say she is so strange. Got crazy flow because she deranged. Only shot her freedom as if she pleased. Insane when I just want to be. In layman's terms, be free. Living inside a box, I said, just ain't my cup of tea. Insomniac. Yes, it seems I never tire. I got flooded with life, so now I search for ground that tire. And when I reach the top of crown, Neo Soul Survivor, take heed and listen, because these words I speak are dire. I give them to you for free for the demand I'm top supplier. Expressions come at no cost, but I'll sell to the highest buyer. Brand new. Mm. Oh, don't blow <laughs> me down like that. Why you blow me down like that? Mm. This is great. How you come up with all of that? Um, I mean, how do you write? What do you do to come up with that? Most times it is um, the result of just personal experience or um, like I have this poem. It's like, if I don't write this down right now, I'll die. So it's literally just 
me having to have that cathartic moment to just really just kind of release whatever I'm going through at that time. Mm -hmm. So um, for that particular piece, it was really quite simple. Like someone wanted to commission me to write and I was like, I don't have any, anything new. So I was just like, I just want to write something new. And so then I just kind of unpacked what all it takes to, to create something new. And so. Wow. That's a gift. Thank you. Yeah, you got that gift. You know, when uh, we get those gifts, we got to use them. Have You're going to get them and them. use them or lose them. And that's, and that's another part that's um, in the journey is if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Um, but then it's also just making sure you stay sharp and that you stay yes, into sharp it. up, right. Right, because I, I found myself in the um, process of producing and, and creating opportunities, but not necessarily um, taking the time out to create um my own. And so now I'm just in this space of just creating new. Mm -hmm. Were there any poets that you were inspired by? Anybody that you kind of like, wow. You know, you just didn't have that. It's a, it's a mix of both. So because um, I always want to make sure that wherever I'm coming from is just from my own source, like just from a pure space. I don't watch a lot of poets just because I don't want to like, potentially mimic or you know what I mean like or Mm -hmm. try to become them but there are some that are just undeniably dope Um, most of my favorites are people that I see here but um, at the national and international level of course Mm -hmm. you you have to give homage to to Maya Angelou you have to um, respect the work of um, and of course naturally his his name is completely escaping my brain but mm-hmm. he starred in slam and he is so dope is he, <laughs> he so dope yes he was like he was standing on the on the block slinging amethyst rocks he was just he's he's so so amazing his name is going to come to me soon mm-hmm. um locally my favorites i I bring my favorites to the show. So we have the the Sterling Matthews. We have oh, the yeah. Chris Alexanders. We have, oh my goodness, Mia Wright. This woman. She's time, from Tulsa? She is from Tulsa. And every time she writes, it makes me want to go write a poem. Like you ever just see mm-hmm. someone create and it's so yeah. amazing that you're like, I have to. Go create. I have to go create. Like this moment is just too much. Like mm-hmm. I got to. I gotta get yeah, that she out just of me. Is enthused, got you real pumped up, huh? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I have lots of favorites. How long have you been writing? Oh my goodness, I've been writing. Did you start Ooh. in school? Yes, elementary school. Oh really? Um, yes. So it started off, I think, with a Mother's Day poem, and it just grew from there. Just continued to write. Um, and it, then after that, like I think around second or third grade, I read um, "Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry." Mm-hmm. This Mildred Taylor book, and okay, she, and she has um, there was a little girl in there, and she wrote a poem at one point, and it was "Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry Over the River by and by." Old man coming down the line, whipping his hand to beat me down, but I ain't gonna let him turn me around. Mm. And it was a period piece, but I loved the idea, and it was it opened my eyes to the fact that someone young could write mm-hmm. and write something powerful and create something. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it. Have you ever done it? Uh, with a band? I have. Now, doing it with music does not come naturally to me, even mm-hmm. though I sing all the time. Yeah, you sing. Got a nice um, little voice, too. But, mm-hmm. but I don't. 
it's not natural, but I have been growing in in building that skill set. Mm-hmm. So just this past year, I did go on a tour, and so we were able to implement or implement music, live music. music. Yes, so we had a band, and yeah. we were up in Kansas City, just yeah, having fun, huh? having fun, jamming how, out. How did it feel to you? It felt really good. Uh, you know, you can be at home and you can be like in your little fishbowl and be like, okay, they like me here just because they know me, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's different when you go in front of people that you don't know, you don't know, mm-hmm. and they don't know you from Adam and Eve. Right. They don't know what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there waiting for, for you, you to bring produce. it to the table, huh? <laughs> and and to to have that moment and then to um, have people for what I say to resonate with people and for them to connect with that. Mm-hmm. Got to do it again. Got to do it. Back to Kansas, huh? Back to Kansas City. Uh, city. Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> well, that means you got to get to other places as well. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, and, you know. I'm trying to get out west. I still have not been. Oh, yeah. West Coast. I've never been. You've never been out west? Not further than Vegas. You ain't never been to L.A. or California, huh? No, and I have an aunt that lives there. Uh, she may be listening. All right. And well, she's probably shaking her head like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out there. Is, whose thought is They've that? They've got some places like that. East Coast, too. Now, now the East Coast, now, mm, that's, you know, that's heavy with the poetry. Yeah. You know. I'm hoping that to um New York, to Virginia, all out. up in there, Philadelphia, yeah. back that way. Oh, they be just going crazy. Yes. They're going crazy. West Coast, too. I'll you be know? there next week, so hopefully I can you gonna, where you pop gonna be? in somewhere. Where are you going? I'm actually going for work, but oh, I work. get in Monday oh, night. You get some contacts while so you're I'm there. I'm hoping I can okay. hit up Where are you going? Um, New York, New York. So okay. I will be right in the heart in of it, huh? Yes. You been there before? I have been there before. Okay. I've yeah. been there before. New York, a lot of energy. Yeah. Ooh, I want to something. see if I can get to the New Yorkian Cafe. They, they, they do poetry there. Every mm-hmm. day poetry there? I think every night. Yeah. They got a place there up there that does jazz and, and that too called a sugar bar. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know make somebody. Little, make yeah. a little note. I know. Note. Yeah, called a sugar bar. It was um, ran by uh, Ashford and Simpson. You remember them? Yes. Yeah. They, I think Valerie Simpson still owns it. And my friend performs up in there too. She's up there all the time. Her name is Aziza, A-Z-I-A, up in New York, sugar bar. Look it up. She was with me when I was with Natalie Cole, so she was the musical director. So she'd be up there too. Sugar Bar. Every time I think I hear Natalie Cole's name, I smile. You do you? Yes, we have a tradition in our family. Well, it's kind of a tradition. Um, you know, when you jump the broom and you walk down the aisle, and mm-hmm, like the song mm-hmm. that you walk down to, mm-hmm. ours is always "This Will Be." Oh. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. then every time I hear her name, every yeah. time I see, I hear that there was song. A, a lot of people. My cheeks just hurt. Yeah, a lot of people uh, got married on that song yeah. right there, and one of those classic <laughs> memories. Yeah. Well, you know, I worked with her for several years, and I was her bass guitar player, and. Um, Hey, she took me all over the world, exposed me to a lot of things that I'd never seen before in my life. Little boy from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, so we was out there back in the day, Gap Band, me and all the fellas. We just went out there, just went for it. I love that. Yeah, we just didn't broke. We were hungry. You know, I, we didn't even care. We was eating bologna sandwiches and pots of spaghetti. And, and that's beautiful. And all of that, sleeping in the corners and just, we wouldn't have, a, we didn't have a care in the world. 
Yes. But look at all the opportunities that being willing to do that presented to you. And I think sometimes there's a disconnect these days. Yeah, it is. It is. Times have brought about a change, you know, and it's a little, it's a lot, no, not a little different. It's a (laughs) lot different, you know, and I just think that uh, people are not just as social like they were. Yeah. It is not as close knit, you know, and, you know, it's, it's everything is kind of clickish. Yeah. Got kind of a clickish kind of a, a mode going on. But it is what it is. Technology has brought about a big change. You know, yeah, and it's, you know, yeah. And it's and it's for the good and for the bad. Right. Yeah, it so is it's like social media. You're able to reach a so larger number of people at a sh- and quickly. Right. So Fast. so you can get the message out there. Quickly, you can reach a lot of people quickly, but then when you think about true intimacy and real relationships and really mm-hmm. building um, like lasting connections, like I don't know that it's, it's going to hold itself for that. I yeah. mean, it, it, I, media, I made some friends on social media. I give you about, that. The thing about I social, have, social but, media, once you connect with friends, uh-huh. you have to stay connected with right. them. Because if you don't stay connected with them, they're going to drop off and you're not going to ever hear from them no more. It's like the instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But I just I just found even in this year and even carrying forward in 2020, um, if the Lord say the same and the creek don't rise. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That I'm just I'm just more into personal connection. Like I even left group text just because. I want to be able to connect with people individually. Individually, right. Like I don't want just blanket relationships. People will put me in their group texts. I'm like, man, get out of here. And I like, and I mean, and I like <laughs> them for short periods of time. But as far as like just true um, connections, mm-hmm. my my intimate connections are right, one Right, right, right. Well, let's try this phone thing again and see if we can get somebody on the line right here. Let's see. 817-721, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, my name is Tiana, and I didn't know I was going to be on the show. I thought I was listening, and I was just like, <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. I happen to know Miss Wortham very well, and I am so impressed and proud of the work that she is doing in the Tulsa community, and I always watch in awe of the talents that she brings to the table. Um I actually learned some things tonight listening with you, sir. So I appreciate that. And I want you guys to continue to make Tulsa great and continue to share that knowledge so that other people may learn. Yeah, well, thank you. We want to thank you for calling into this show. <laughs> Jerica's cracking up over here. I am cracking You know who this is? This is Diana Trevette. Okay. Smith. All right. Um, my bestie. And uh-huh. you, you've seen her before. She's usually, well, she's always at the call. She's okay. always there, right hand right. me. So when I was on the stage, the young lady that oh, was on the okay. stage with yeah. me, yeah. that's who's on the phone. All right. <laughs> sneaking in. Okay, she's sneaking in there, huh? Thank Got you, Diana, I mean, for always, always being you're welcome okay well thank you for calling into the show and continue to listen okay <laughs> yes sir thank you so much bye-bye all right so, bye that's good when you got your besties calling yeah, in and your friends twi- and you she know. actually twisted my hair last night oh so she these, did a twist on so you oh that's why no wonder you look fresh with the these, twist these perfectly coiled <laughs> <twists> <laughs> placed upon my that's head that's her work <laughs> let me try this other phone number and okay. see what happens right here okay Erico 720. Hello? 
Area code seven two zero six seven zero. I hear them, but they're not by the phone or something. So, all right, we're gonna let them uh, take a break right there. But if you're on the on the line and you're listening to the show, all you need to do is press the one button. And once you press that one button, I'll see you in queue right here, and you can speak with Jerrica. You know, we're having a nice conversation in reference uh, to what's going on with Jerrica. She's involved in so oh, much. That's my auntie. Hello, auntie. That's, that's your auntie? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Great. Maybe we'll go back to her, you know, here in just a minute. We're going to take a little break and uh, we'll be right back. Okay. Stick around. Man, you know, I'm in a situation. Why are you in here? Don't do this. Why are you tripping like that? Well, I understand that, but your whole vibe is, you know, I see myself being with you forever. Uh,
Okay. All right, we're back. Sorry about the technical difficulties, and it happens, trust me, with technology, things going. But, hey, we got Jerrica in the house, and uh, let me cut our mic on right quick. That would help. No pressure. Yeah, so sorry about that, you guys. You know, it happens. But at any rate, Jerrica, you're married, right? I am married. And you got that. I'm married. How, how many kids you got? I have two children. Two children, two right? Two little boys. Two little boys? Oh, my goodness. What are their names? Their names are Solomon, who is five, and Jonah, who will be um, six next Sunday. I'm six. That's a full lie. Hmm. He will be three years old. He's going to be like he's six years old, huh? Wow. You got anything planned for the holidays? Oh, man. I We really are still trying to figure that out. Um, We'll we'll cook. We'll eat. At we'll the, play space. We'll talk noise. Well, people come the over? House. Oh, yeah. They usually come to my house. Okay. So your house is the meeting place, huh? Well, it's one of the many. One of the, one meet, of the meeting one places. One of the right? meeting places. Come over. But yes. Go with Jericho's. You know what I mean? <laughs> play some cards and dominoes. Yes. Watch, watch the game. Huh? Yes. And talk all the noise. Talk the noise. Talk the noise. Whoop these people in spades. Huh? Yeah. I have to every year. I just, I don't want to. I want to be nice. Okay. But I got to. So what are some of the favorite things you like to do? Um, you know, if you just had to, you should just. If I just free, had free time. The free time to do them. What would you like, what do you like to do? Um, I love watching live music. Oh, live entertainment. I okay. love live okay. entertainment. Um, I uh-huh. love meditating. So I like having moments to just be still. Do you? And do nothing. Yeah. You sound like me right there. <laughs> I do. Um. Mm-hmm. I love reading when I get the time, <laughs> when I get the moment to. Mm-hmm. Um, Quiet time on reading? Yes. Um, I love writing, of course. Do you ever go, now, when you're writing, do you just write anywhere, wherever you're at, in the car, out in the field, out in the, you know, up under a tree, uh, in the backyard, or what? Yeah, I try to, to just um, to do it whenever the inspiration hits me, so that can be anywhere. Um, when I'm intentional about going in, then it's usually just a really quiet space, usually across my bed. Just oh, okay. Late writing. at night or early morning or what? I'm an afternoon delight kind of person, so usually okay. midday, around midday, 2. Midday, 2 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, really? That's, 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 that's my power hour, 2 okay. or 3. 2 to 3, you up in there right now. <laughs> when I can. like. Do you ever just wake up at night and just grab a pencil and paper and just start writing? Have you ever done that before? Um, or do you normally don't do that one? Usually in the middle of the night, I'll just pick up my phone and put it in my notepad. Mm-hmm. You know, your little note section. Yeah, I already phone. know. So I have all of these random poetry ideas of yeah. poems that have not been written mm-hmm. one day. People people used to tell me, I'd be two or three, four o'clock in the morning. Bobby, what you doing texting us this early in the morning? I, I stop. I have, you know? Yeah, I have. You, sometimes you have to get it out while you, you have get it to. out while it's in you. You know, it's in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just. And just, I guess, surrender to the whole creative process. Because it's just, as adults, we just get so into the, the, into the system of just moving, moving, mm-hmm. moving, moving. Moving about, moving. huh? Working, 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 working. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do, do. Check mm-hmm. off the checklist. Check, check, mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, really, it's just being really just intentional about creating the time to just create. And then another part is just creating time for play. Um, which For play? I, for play. So okay. actually, um, I was thinking 
earlier this year, me and um, a few of my friends, me, my husband, um, Webster, and then another couple, the Gaffney, so it's Carlos and Jackson, okay. we were thinking, you know, we don't play enough, like, as adults. Like, we don't just have, have time fun, to, just, huh? to just kick it, right? You're like little kids. Huh? Right, just play games. And so yeah. we actually started this thing called Recess, um, <laughs> right, which mm-hmm. allows us to just not adults, to just go and just have fun. We play board games. We play musical chairs, Red Rover, Red Light, Green Light. Um, and then there's board games and speed. Oh, really? And cars you do this often? And, um, we're doing it about quarterly. So we uh-huh. did it um, in September. We'll be doing it again in December, on December 13th at the okay. Living Arts Museum. Living Arts down yeah, there? Yeah. Okay. You ought to pump that up and make that big. Yes. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's really, it's gotten a following. So the first time was really, really, it was really good, um, especially for like the first time in um, short notice, but this next one I know is going to be even more mm, interesting. Spectacular. Huh? Yeah, sounds like big fun. See, there you go, creating stuff. There just, you go. I can't, I can't stop. Yeah. I just want, I don't want to get to the end of my time, right? Because well, we don't know what what our time is, right? Where the end is, right? You know? I mean, the end is where you put it, you know, because I think if you have the energy. Mm-hmm. And you still can walk and talk and move about. Yeah. Then that's what it is. But it's about create. Like I don't want any regrets. I don't and want I don't, any. When you say regrets, I should have. No, I don't want any. Of that. I think in a career you're gonna always have some something that you say, man, I should have did this when I was doing that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna always be there. Yeah. Something that you could have done. That you felt like uh, the opportunity may have passed you up and you say, oh, man, I should have just did that, you know. But you got other opportunities to come say, oh, I'm glad I took advantage of that. Yeah. You know, so like that. Uh, for example, I'm going to show you something. I remember I was receiving a platinum record, right, mm-hmm. when I was with Natalie and I was went up to the podium and said my little Tulsa speech, you know, to all the people, yeah. boy from Tulsa, Booker T. And uh, I had this cute little lady with me. Little lady friend, oh, she was busting, you know <laughs> what I mean? And and uh, so we were walking, and I guess she had my little record. She was holding my little uh. record. <laughs> so, and, uh, and it was this tall gentleman, about 6'3", leaning up against the wall. And uh, he was leaning up against the wall, and he stopped and congratulated me. Shook, shook his hand. I, I shook his hand. I said, well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And he says, yeah. And he reached in his pocket and gave me a card. And I took the card. He's got a photography studio and all of that. And I said, oh, he says, hey, man, why don't you just come by and I do a photo shoot on you with your guitars and all your stuff. And I said, okay, yeah. So I put it in my pocket and I never did call him. I never did give him a call. Wasn't thinking nothing of it, right? The next time I saw his work was the Thriller album <laughs> for Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that shot. You know, Michael got that little white, that little yeah. coat on and, and on that. Looking like a snack. Snack. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, Michael was fine back yeah, in the yeah. day. That was his photo. Uh, so you never know how you pass up opportunities and stuff like that right in your face. And, you know, I got a few of them that I regret. But it's part of the process of growing. But in the grand scheme, you still were following your dreams and still yeah, on still the path. following the dream of the past, you know. And, and that's uh, part of it. Like I don't want to have a specific dream 
not realize I or at you, least try. I think somebody going to get you, though. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Uh, I think you're going to hit it. Next thing you're going to know, we're going to be seeing you on everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and receive that. <laughs> see, receive you, see you on everything. Upon the stage. I know her. I know her. <laughs> And and I think part of it is like, it's just, I think that it's more of how do you find a way to effectively touch multiple lives in a short span of time. And so like when people think of fame and they think of reaching the top, some of them do have, I think, selfish ambitions in it, but yeah, they do. But for those that are truly just about doing what they love to do. Is just a means to the end, which mm-hmm. is really just being able to really impact people's lives in a positive way with something that you love to do. Like there's just no, I don't because know if a greater that, you, thing. You have that passion. Yeah. It's when you love your passion, it does not work to you. It's yeah. just something you love to do. You like writing and doing. That's something you love. I just love creating. creating. It's just an all form. It ain't like, oh man, I got to write a poem tonight. Uh, I was like, I get to. Yeah. These children, I'm not doing something random with them. Mm -hmm. Teaching this youngest one how to read. Are you? Bucha. See? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a challenge? Um, he's actually doing really good at um at spelling, not spelling out, but sounding out words. Um. It's just um It just take time. It just take time. And patience. And a lot of patience. You gotta have patience in that area right yeah. there. <laughs> Ooh wee. Oh my head goes off to you. If I had one on my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoot. I'm just I don't know, I'm just trying to do the best I can wherever I can. Well you're doing well. You're doing a great job and you have some great support. Your husband supports yes, you in everything. Amazing. I know. Amazing. Amazing, huh? And and I really and I credit it to us just being really just friends. Like we were true friends, huh? friends before we were ever an Can item. You, yeah, right. We just uh, just completely. I could be completely transparent with you. Cause you know, like a lot of times women go in there trying to be cute and just. Oh uh, yeah, impress. Impress and, and mm-hmm. just and men too. Yeah, and right. Just, That's true. You know, just to to try to you know put up on their best self, but he. We knew each other before, just as a transparent, authentic way, not a pretense, not a trying to put my best self forward, and and I think that created a better. Where when did when did it actually turn? Like, uh oh, here we are. Uh, That first kiss. Ah, that's funny. Um. So, I don't know. I think he got tired of trying to explain our situation. Like, I would go around his family, and they'd be like, who is this random woman you keep bringing around? Right, exactly. This house. Who is this girl right here? Who is huh? this girl? Uh-huh. And I think he just got tired of trying to explain. Like, he was just like, oh, that's my friend, Jerry. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. right, uh-huh, yeah. And so then he just started introducing me as girlfriend. And I'm like, a girlfriend? Did you ask me any permission? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is my girlfriend. But I rode with it, so I guess that <laughs> it, it was what it was. And now we're married. We're what, 12, 13 years in? Oh, years wow. In. Long time. Um, two cheering. Two, that's a long lots time. Of laugh, lots of laughter that's every good. day, and I'm yeah. thankful for that. Fun and yeah. laughter. And the humor and the fun is important in a relationship. It 
is. It is. And it's and I think people don't realize like how important it is to just really just like your spouse. Like enjoy talking to them. Like he's literally my best friend. Yeah, you can have a conversation. Yeah. Rather than fussing and disagreeing on everything. That part. Uh-huh. As well, like you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like when I go home, it's a home of peace and love, and like you know, like joy and laughter. Like that, we just we goofy as all get yeah, out. That's good, though. and we have fun. And I think that's where a lot of African Americans, male and female, have got divide right there, mm-hmm. because we're not loving each other, not at all, like we once used to love each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we need to get back to that relationships. And having good, wholesome, become friends first. And and just really get to know each other. Because yeah. when you're friends, you know the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to communicate effectively, right? You're not afraid of someone stepping out. It's like you can say something. You can speak your truth to them. Mm-hmm. And you're both at a space where you understand that each other have the best intention. And so you can receive whatever they're, whatever truth they're saying to you mm-hmm. without offense. And that's how we really grow and develop and um, become the best versions of ourselves. Like I've learned so much about myself being married to him and vice versa. He's learned so much about himself being married to me. And so we're able to pick up each other's strengths and we're able to hold each other up in our spaces of weakness. So if you do it right, it's you got to do it right. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Bobby. Hold on. She's coming. I don't know about it. She's coming. Where's she at? She's going to be there. You better send her here real soon. <laughs> You know, I'm going to have, have a dating show. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you better send her yeah, here real soon because I'm not getting no younger. A little yeah. foxy lady. A little foxy, a little, little jazzy lady. A little foxy Cleopatra. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Um, oh, my goodness. What's that? That just made me think about, I miss Sinbad's stand-up because he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But you remember his stand-up? I don't know if it was Son of a Preacher Man when he was like, you ain't foxy, Brown. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, watched, he was just going around looking at all the girls. <laughs> Who said you, you, ain't Sinbad? Fo- you ain't foxy, Brown. <laughs> just disgusted with his his demographic, not it, being foxy. Yeah, not being foxy brown, huh? But what was that like, being in an era where you actually experienced foxy brown and her element? Like, was she a... About what she was all about, you mean? Like... Yeah. Like, what was... Foxy Brown. Was she the Beyonce of that time? Yeah, or was she, she was... She was, a, she was an actress. Mm-hmm. But she was a good-looking actress. Mm-hmm. She was Foxy. She was Foxy. You know, and... Uh, who would I compare her to of this time? Beyonce is an entertainer, and she sings and dances and stuff. Foxy didn't do a lot of dance. She mm-hmm. acted. She was an actress. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of who would I compare her to? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. Name somebody today. Who's real hot today? Who's hot? Yeah, today in, on the um, like the, on the actress screen? Scene, actress on the screen. There's so many. Like, there's. I mean, you can. You can you go got, anywhere. You can go you Gabrielle got, Union. You can go Taraji um, P. Taraji P. Uh-huh. You can go. Um, what is her name? She's married to that preacher man. Uh oh. Megan Good. Megan Good. Um, yeah. There's lots of. She. Who, I, I think of like as far as like a sexy kind of. Yeah. Vibe, sexy kind I don't of vibe. Know. I don't know. You know, put off that sexy kind of vibe. Well, I don't know. Foxy Brown was she hot was, back then. She was one of them ones. 
You know, she ran around with Shaft and them. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that, you know, Superfly and all of them, you know, she was foxy. She had foxy to keep brown. up. She had to keep up. Keep yeah, it. she had to keep up. Oh, were the fish inside the shoes real? That's such a random thought. Yeah, inside a huggy bear. How? You mean the, 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 he had the fish, the goldfish inside the shoes? But how? <laughs> how is this fish able to sustain I don't its know. Life? I don't know. He got out of prison and got him some shoes with some fish in the, oh. in the heels. Now, Put it like this. Brothers didn't wear those sh- sh- do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't something you go out and buy. Yeah. That was just his little oh, thing okay. for the, mo- like, really? thing for the movie. That? No, that super fly looking player type pimp, you know. I bet it was a fun era. It was so fun. It was trippy gold straw in the hat and cats talking crazy. We wasn't shooting each other and killing each other though. But none of that going on. But it was just uh, that Jerry Curl and stuff, you know what I mean? And I've seen all, many a Jerry Curl, curl that, be um, applied. That was a crazy era right there. I had I had a Jerry Curl. You know, they used to call me Goldilocks. <laughs> Wait, you had, oh, you had... Goldilocks. Did you have red hair? Yeah, red uh, hair, long. Cool. I had a big old afro like this back in the day. Big old oh, afro. My and I, black power, you know what I mean? <laughs> All of that. It was fun back in the day, but you know, it was innocent. I want to shout out fun. my friend Chris, who is texting my cellular device. He right. wants he wants all of the listeners to know that he was friends with my husband first. Tell him to call in. Um, Christopher Ray Williams. Uh, Tell him to call in. Dial the call in. Tell him that number six four. That number on that card. The right number there. is. Six four six seven one six five five two five. And he can talk to and you. And you can press one. Join right. us now, Chris. Tofer. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you know a lot of people they'll do that sometimes. <laughs> hey Jerica, I can be on the air and people be texting me and calling me and texting me. I say, Call in. They won't even call. <laughs> <laughs> One time my cousin she called in here and um she called in here and I saw a, a phone number pop up uh-huh. and I clicked on her phone number and I said, Hey, cuz, how you doing? She said, Oh, Bobby <laughs> and hung up and hung up. <laughs> it was funny. He you needs know. to be on here. Uh-huh. Man, but this... some people do stuff like that so too. I love it. Great. Now the other night you had a mixer downtown. Yeah, we it had was a nice mixer. too. Thank you. It was nice. Food was good yeah. and everything was there and you know, we were down there in a the mixer. Tell us a little bit about well, that was um, an artist mixer, right? So we have all of these artists from different um, disciplines, and a lot of them are looking for ways to collaborate and to um, crossover and mm-hmm. connect, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have an opportunity for them to meet each other, um, to potentially create opportunities to connect and um and just kind of merge their their worlds together, and mm-hmm. so and that's part of what the work is. So with the Greenwood Art Project, part of our work is is mm-hmm. to help with connecting those dots in community and um and really just building those bridges between artists and between each other within mm-hmm. community within um, civic engagement, um, social structures, and trying to help um, illuminate a way that could. Um, Improve. Mm -hmm. That's good. And it was good to be able to mingle with people you didn't even know and get to know a few cards here and there, exchange a few numbers and see some some, uh, new people and some old people. 
you know, and a lot of people who are participating in the Greenwood Arts Project that's going on. You know, you had mm-hmm. some, so you had some submissions yes, of a whole did. lot of people. I'm probably, y'all probably inundated with so many applications. It's we crazy. Were. We yeah, were. And, uh, um, looking through them. Daily. Looking through them daily. <laughs> Every day, I'm pretty sure that's a task <laughs> right there. Because to really look through them, yes. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really comb through them. Comb through them yeah. and see what um, places are being engaged and and how is the story going to be told well and mm-hmm. what pieces work and the story well needs together. To be, it needs to be told well too. You know, yeah. it, it's um, well, we got so much history. Yeah, it's a lot that needs to be told, especially to our younger and millennials and younger people mm-hmm. who um, well, some of the older ones too. But um, that story needs to be told, and it's mm-hmm. uh, that's why yesterday I was at the Vernon AME Church mm-hmm. down on Greenwood, and they had a tribute to the ancestors down there, Chief, you know, Chief, yeah. and all them, and Tiffany Crutcher, and I all them were the down there, and the work in the community, some soldiers yeah. that are doing the work, and uh, you know, my dad spoke down there, and maybe a Wallace, all of those people who are in the eighties and nineties got to tell some of their stories about the mass, not only the massacre, but Greenwood period, the history of Greenwood, you know, and what went on down there. And they named some of the places and stores and places where it was established down on Greenwood. And I was like, wow. And the lady from CBS was there, you know, so, um, uh, 60 minutes at CBS, right? yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, wow, you know, so we got a chance to meet her and talk to some other people. And I got a chance to hear some more stories that I didn't hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good and interesting. We need more of that. You know, we need more of that, especially now. The thing was, it was more older people mm-hmm. rather than younger people. Yes. And the younger people are the ones that need to hear the story. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that's and that's part of the work is to yeah. engage them to a point where they want to learn this history, mm-hmm. and then but getting the story told also from a perspective that's not going to water it down or from a real perspective from a real perspective. You know, the, like you say, not go, those stories that they were telling are not never watered down. Mm-hmm. But some some people have made documentaries and all of this stuff and recorded this and mm-hmm. and they've only touched the surface of yeah. the history. And I think, and, and that's part of the, the dichotomy of it, right? So part of it is we want to know the history, we want to to truly tell what happened. But then the other part is we also want to talk about like resilience and, and what does rebuilding look like? And is that something that's feasible for us to do again in, in real time? And so then, and if it is something that's possible and feasible for us to do in real time, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then getting to a space where we can come to an agreement or at least agree to a course of action, you know what I mean? And then make those steps. But currently it's just, I think, mm-hmm. a lot of trying to figure out what that course of action would be yeah. in, in the world of rebuilding Black Wall Street. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of difficult to do certain things. You know, me, just my personal now, y'all mm-hmm. listening to me, it's just personal. I would like to see down there a lot, in order to draw people down on Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. you got to have something for them to do. Yeah. And if you got to have restaurants and different stuff like that and live music and stuff all down up in there, but 
you know, right now we got some insurance companies and some ice yeah. cream parlors and stuff like that. Now, I'm not knocking them, yeah, not yeah. talking about them, but we need some kind of nightlife to where people can go down there. Yeah. Because right now, shit, as soon as the sun go down, it's dead. Yeah. You know, and the only people that are down there that are open basically right now is a white establishment called Lefties. Yeah. You know, and we have to go there mm-hmm. in order to have some kind of nightlife down on Greenwood. You know, so we don't have any um, places. And I wonder if that's, and that has to be part of the deterrent. Like, you're not seeing foot traffic because where is the space for us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's the space? Where's the space? Mm-hmm. Where's the space? And we don't have any space. It's kind of like the space been taken up, huh? Yeah. We got to do something. Something's got to go on down there. You know, something to draw people down there. I remember when uh, the Black Wall Street Gallery was down there on the corner. Yeah. And people were kind of going down there uh, late at night and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, but that's not there anymore. So what do you do? What do you do? Where do you go? Where do you go? Where is there even still space and opportunity to go in the district mm. that hasn't been... Touched, already claimed, claimed and yeah, claimed and stuff like that. You don't. That's one thing that I don't see. I don't see a lot of black economic development taking place throughout the city of of North Tulsa District One. Now, I see a lot of millennial entrepreneurs getting together, mm-hmm. but basically they're doing a lot of their business on social media. Right. So I don't see physically anything physical. Happening with their businesses, like the brick and mortar of it all. Yeah, like brick how and mortar, you, right? How do you have a physical space, a hub? Um, yeah. How do you? These, I mean, there are places around here that you could take over easily. Yeah. You know, but I think a lot of it, well, it's crime infested and areas and different this. I don't want to move my business in there. I move my, but there are some areas that you could take over and get real cheap. It's just a matter of choice. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I've talked to a few people about doing some things, but we got some uh, education, uh, educational things to do with our community to get their minds straight. Because whenever you're in a community of uh, uh, people who are depressed and don't recognize the depression, Mm -hmm. that's when you got some issues of people feeling like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And then mental health is a serious issue. Very. Very serious. Mental health is a serious issue. And we don't have those medical facilities to treat a lot of that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, say somebody's on drugs and alcohol or whatever, they don't have a rehab to go to over here in North Tulsa. There ain't no place for them to go to get cleaned up. That's true. Not right here that I can think of, you know, inpatient. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Mm-hmm. And if it is, if we do have those yeah, facilities, they have to, yeah, they have to go further south. Like, yeah, they got to go further north. St. Francis, yeah, or, yeah, OSU or somewhere, some St. Francis, like you said, but not over here. Yeah, you know, so they don't. We don't have a. You know, we're missing out on a lot of thing, much needed things over in our community to help clean up certain things of our community. Now, that's the bad part, right? Mm-hmm. Now the good part is there are a lot of good things going over here, going on over here in North Tulsa that's never being reported. Yeah, people just don't know about 
the organizations and the edurics and the, the different places and uh, uh, you know that are going on over here that never really are reported that much. So mm-hmm. that's uh, you know I'm still trying to get this little place out there, you know, and people know about it, but uh, I think more people need to know about it. You know, and that's educating and communicating and building the brand and uniting, mm-hmm. you, you know, getting together, me and you getting together, me and so-and-so getting together and bring, you know, bringing about the brand yeah. through the branding and the sales and the marketing. And now everybody knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. And it's, it's organic growth, but it's trying to find a way to just really get community behind it and I feel like you have the support but I feel like it could be better it can always be better I'm never satisfied (laughs) (laughs) I can't get no (laughs) I want like a little button if you want me here I need a button where I can program whatever songs I want to interject and I just want to Satisfaction. Right, right. Have I tried? <laughs> you know what I mean? You got me snorting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's okay. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. Yeah. Speaking of that song, you know I did that song in the sixth grade? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I did that song. I performed that song in the sixth grade, you guys. I, me and a few other guys. Because it was made by the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and we call ourselves the Rolling. So we took our mama's wigs, I can't, and put on our put the wigs <laughs> on our head. It was a talent show, and we had the little white shirts on with the black dickies and the beetle boots. And I was up there. We were just up there, just going. That was funny. Oh man, sixth grade, bunch elementary school, bunch, bunch. ECDC bunch mm-hmm. was the ECDC then? Or no, just bunch? not then. It was just bunch. It was just bunch of over there off of Apache. That was oh oh mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that, when it was that, there that's back in the day. I do. Ralph J. Lewis bunch. Lewis and Apache. Now it's on what Cincinnati or it's on Cincinnati MLK over there. I used to go to a church right next door to that. Did you? New Hope Baptist. Okay, that was when your I church was, when I was a little girl. Oh, and I was Sister Mary. Cool. She came running. All right. <laughs> Who was the pastor over there then? Um, at that time it was Reverend Gardner. Okay. So that was some eons ago. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, long it was a time long, ago. Long time ago. That was yeah. in the eighties. Wow. Early eighties. Early eighties. Early eighties. Where was I at? I was in California. Of course, living mm-hmm. your whole best life. I was trying to playing that bass. How many trying instruments to. do you play? Oh, I play bass, a little guitar, little keyboards, a little bit. I'm not going. I can make you think I know how to play. You know what? I'm gonna kind of make make you think that you did that, 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 that. You know, I got a couple things I can pull out my pocket. Yeah, right. Make you think that you know I can't really. I'm not really a keyboardist at all. My main instrument is bass guitar. You know, I've been. I, I started playing when I was twelve, twelve years old. Who taught you? I taught myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I played uh, in school. I played trombone. You know, band and all of that. And all I did was translate the knowledge of music over to playing. You know, you can't play with Natalie unless you can read a little bit. Mm-hmm. You had to read with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. How was that transition? Well, since I come from the funk school, <laughs> you know, I grew up, me and Charlie and all us, we was funketeers and all that around here. And then all of a sudden going playing with her, I had to re-grab some of that from the past, that mm-hmm. notation. And, uh-oh, let me start using what I've learned, 
you know, because I took music at Central State University in Ohio when I went to school up there. You know, we went up there. Some of the guys in the band, we all went up there. That's another story. So, mm. and it's too long to tell. Sounds like trouble. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. Well, it was fun and trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what they say: sex, drugs, rock and roll. And rock and roll. Yeah, that's what it was. Rock and roll. We thought we was rock stars. We weren't no rock stars. We was rock stars, all right. You were. <laughs> that was funny, funny. But um, we do we have a lot of poets around here? Yes. There is a lot. Um, there's there's quite a few. Um, it's growing, and I'm being introduced to several to more and more um people want, do they ever come to you and say i want you to listen to some of my work yes you do that all the time huh daily how do you feel about um, some of the work i enjoy it i enjoy reading it that's you, actually why i'm i'm being urged to bring the magazine back the magazine because there are people that will never touch the stage it's not their thing and getting in front of people and reciting isn't their thing. It's that's not in but them. But they huh? but they write brilliantly. Like they could write for someone else. They could write. It's some stuff. I'm like, I really wish I would have wrote this. Hmm. I really because the way that they put some words, I just I love when people are able to put words together in just a fun way. Like, um, I don't know if you have O'Malley's uh, "We Died in Church." Mm-hmm. So in that. In yeah, that and, and, in that song, I do a poem, but I go in tandem with um, Sterling Matthews. And if you listen to his verse, it's literally one of my favorite. Sterling's verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sterling. Literally one of my favorite. He say what they say a beast. <laughs> <laughs> he is a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, man, you know. Yeah, right. So that's uh, O'Malley. You know, he's he he got he got some stuff going on. <laughs> He's working on some things, and he's just—he is very, a very hardworking young man. So that that album came out a few years ago, didn't it? Yes. What's the name of it again? Um, 1921 Unsung. So literally every song is in some way related to 1921, related Unsung. to Greenwood. Mhm. Mhm. Related to um, the massacre. It's there's every story has some type of background. Like even the party song is is. Um, it's taken back to like a juke joint or a um, a space uh, in that area where you could just kind of kind of like fun. yeah have some fun with yeah. it, huh? And then that story, um, the we died in um, love was a story about what was it um, called? Um, we died in love. It's O'Malley. Uh-huh. O'Malley B. We died in love, huh? Yes, mm-hmm. it's a song um, about a couple, and it was their story. Like they were leaving church, and they were. Um, they were killed, like execution style, mm. just leaving. Like they were just minding their business, just on their way. And it's just, it, it speaks to how senseless and how careless people were with the lives of people in North Tulsa. Mm-hmm. But the way that he tells the story is in a beautiful way. Like it speaks more about the love. Like that they shared in those moments, as opposed to. Um, well, you want to take a listen to that? Yeah, let's take a listen to it. Cause I want you to hear his verse. Okay, he let says, me, I let me hear. I framed every flame that we ignited. Uh huh. We'll see. Let's Dope. listen. But you cannot have compassion 
without somehow in some way becoming a part of that person's experience, no matter how limited, no matter how indirect. Compassion, my father taught me, I'm thankful for that lesson means to suffer with. Look underneath it, look around it, look above it. You come to grips with the fact, really, we have no excuse. What if today was our last? And this moment's all we had. I swallow my praise. I do anything that you ask. Oh, baby. And you ask for the truth. And so I sing about you. If you should die, I know exactly what I would do. Oh, I shall be your Why you sing? Whoa. And I can hear that church bell ringing. When we die, the Lord. 
As a love that stood the test of time. Timeless is the inception of your name becoming mine, a badge of honor. I wear it like you wear my long days on your mind. With the same passion and delicacy, you hold my heart. And sweet as innocent as a Wednesday night stroll through Greenwood Avenue just before dark. Time is a villain and a thief. It doesn't care whether you are there or not. And in our last moments, we begged him to remember how our hearts would always burn like green wood, our hands forever meshed together. So let lips do as hands do, pray in Shakespearean way. Loving you as my ministry is how I fill my days. Knitted, deeply rooted. Those firecrackers were shot from home. We told time to remember home. Like it was the last portrait that survived. I framed every flame that we ignited. Snapshots into my mental Rolodex. How the stars never shone as bright as your eyes before the best. Long before gunshots rung. Long before realities of stolen legacies and history books stung. Long before we were newspaper clippings. Shortly after talks of ice cream parlor devil school. I wanted time to remember our names, like Sarah Page, Dick Rowland. This elevator ain't never closing. Remember her smile, how it seemed to curve from Archer to Pine. Remember her hair, how it curled back to memory. Reminded me of Faith, how she said we had so much of it that every morning she woke in heaven as long as we were in each other's arms. Thankful in all things, even last breaths that come as quickly as first. Thankful this is our last moment that at least he died in church. So not much is different now. Time will never forget. We died how we live, in love. In love. Oh, that's deep. Here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. You guys told a story on that one. Yes. Yeah. O'Malley B. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely check him out. He he has a whole body of work. So if you want to know more about um, 1921 and Greenwood and um, some of the stories associated with that and you wanted to know digestible way, I guess. Mm, you digestible just... <laughs> way, huh? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> you, can, you can put that in and, and learn some things. Learn some stuff, huh? Yeah. Yes, it's a good thing. It's Carrying good on thing. the legacy. Like, you think about Gap Band. You dropped the bomb on me. Yeah, you dropped a bomb on me, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when that was made. Tell me. Yeah. Huh? Was it, what? what was the... I don't know. Like, were they thinking that, like, to try to bring awareness, or did it just naturally kind of flow into that? It was, you know, back in those days, um, I would, you know, it's kind of like we would hang out at each other's recording studios, yeah. and when we were making music, and homeboys would hang out, and other boys, homeboys, and and uh, Gap Band would um, mm-hmm. always get together. They were so creative. And that particular song was came from Greenwood. Yeah. The Greenwood Arch and Pine Street Band. That's yeah. what it was. And the history of that, you know, and they did drop a bomb, you know. Mm-hmm. They did. Dropped a bomb on me, baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. So <gasps> it's uh, so much history, so much. Uh, it's a lot to fit in. A lot to fit in. And uh, we need to, pa- like I said earlier, we need to pass that history down to our youth and our young people, they got to know this history. We we cannot afford to go through life and not tell your children or your kids anything about this history. But I also want to know, like, how did they build it? How, how did they build Greenwood? Yeah, I mean, I they mean, they were forced to. Yeah, they were forced to build. And they it, also had access to land. They so had access to land. How do we get that? How do we get access to land? Well, there was a gentleman who bought that property down there. Mm-hmm. G. Uh, um, Gurley. D.W. Mm-hmm. Bought the land and boom, allowed the people to come build on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they started building. 
people start coming there and helping each other. See, they would they would help each other. Yeah. You help me build my house. I help you build your house. Help me build your building. Let's build these buildings and economic developments where you can move your business in here. Next thing you know, 600 businesses. But, you know, so often everybody talks about Greenwood, mm. Greenwood, Greenwood. But, you know, nobody never talks about Lansing. Yeah. Lansing had some economic development on it. It had the Regal Theater, had hotels, it had uh, barbershop, pool halls, all at nightclubs down on Lansing. Now Lansing is all industrial, Morton Health Clinic and all that's down there, IMSA and all that place, but it was thriving too. But it's, no one never talks about it. I don't, and I don't know why, because it was just as thriving as Greenwood, maybe not as much, but in that block right there, it was just popping down on Lansing. Hmm. Yeah, it used to pop. You was know? that for the youngsters? For the young, well, I was down there on the youngster. You know, I caught the end of it. You know, but uh, it was uh, yeah, the end of Greenwood. I caught the end, some of that too. But uh, uh, we used to go to the Rex Theater on Greenwood and all that kind of stuff, and eat ice cream and. Uh, hang out and run up and down them streets when it was so much economic development because you couldn't get in trouble now because you get in trouble somebody gonna see you and they're gonna tell your parents and that's just beautiful like Mm -hmm. the idea of having a community that tight-knit that even if you don't know this child you know somebody that knows somebody Mm -hmm. that knows that child you know what i mean like and -hmm. just your baby just being safe Mm mm-hmm and protected. And protected. You know, I saw Lil Eden over here, so I got, I told him to get in the car and told him to come. You know, All right, we'll bring him on over. You know, you know that's the way it was. You know, and you uh, couldn't get in no trouble or nothing if you was in school. The teachers knew you knew your parents. All of them knew your parents, and this is like, you better not be cutting up in no class because you knew they knew your parents. I mean, I know the barbershop over there and them teachers over there, the male teachers at school, come get their hair cut over there. Yeah. You know, and so they're going to tell you, grandpa's and your daddy's in there. Mm. My daddy cut hair over there. You know, so it was like, you know, you know, uh-oh, he going to well, go get his hair cut. He going to tell my daddy. You know, he going to tell my grandpa, I'm in trouble. Be a fly on those walls. Oh my goodness! Hey, over there! Oh my God! If everybody and we talk about this, and some of some of people in the community know, a lot of people got their hair cut over there. I guy came in here today talking about, man, I got my hair cut over there in the barber shop. I said, well, I know you did. Which one cut your hair? I think it was your daddy. I said, well, well or was it my grandpa? I don't know. Might have been your grandpa. But that conversation just goes on and on and on because that barbershop oh my god you know and they used to shoot dice in the back sometimes <laughs> that's a little bad just point. make a couple dollars I'm, just I'm, make telling, a couple I'm telling dollars. some stories <laughs> you know and people were coming there selling pies and cakes and selling stuff and you can come in there and get the Oklahoma Eagle they would dump all of their eagles right out there in the front and the, and the paper boys would come and make put rubber bands around they and get their paper route and ride into the neighborhood throwing papers you to know to the sunrise to the sunrise. If you do, you have a favorite or a most impactful moment from being inside of. I told you earlier what it was. Which, which getting busted looking at some dirty magazines. 
I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. I was sitting over there in the corner. And because I used to push the broom and clean up mm-hmm. the hair and stuff. And I was sitting over there and I put a magazine over the dirty magazine, you know, and I'm just looking at all of these, these nude photos. <laughs> and all of a sudden I looked up and everybody in the barbershop was looking at me. Oh my goodness. Every, when I say literally everybody, everybody, they stopped cutting hair and everything. They was looking at me and I was so embarrassed, but they started laughing. <laughs> You know, I didn't know. Were you, were yeah, you in the mirror? Start, huh? Were you in the window or something? Yeah, and I was somehow, my grandpa knew I was looking at him. And I was like, I was so embarrassed. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, they, they didn't do nothing to me. But uh, I was just barbershop stuff. Mm. We used to watch those old boxing. Uh, they used to watch, you know, the, the boxers mm-hmm. on the screen over there. All them old guys up to Muhammad Ali and all of them, you know, they'd be in there boxing and my grandpa had a big old cigar. He smoked, you know, stogie. That's what we call it. Uh-huh. Uh, my daddy would cut hair. He was, my daddy was in the civil rights so much that he would, sometimes he'd leave a customer sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go fight. Gotta go, gotta go do something. But I'm, I'm curious to know mm-hmm. in real time, because now you're, you're, you're mentioning Muhammad Ali and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and coming to America and be like, my mom, his mama called him Clay, I'm calling Clay. Yeah, call him Clay, right? What was the commentary in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the barbershop at that time of the name change? Do you remember? You know, some people didn't like the name Muhammad Ali. That changed from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. They had some of the elders had to adjust to it, mm-hmm. you know, because people didn't understand the Muslim religion like they do today you know so that was kind of a difficult transition right there get african-american didn't want to go they didn't want to call him muhammad ali they want to still call him clay mm. you know i mean he was out of kentucky you know that's where he's born and raised out of kentucky mm. yeah so louisville kentucky so you know so much history so much you know to talk about mm-hmm. there was a lot going on Women, too. Women were involved and stuff in the civil rights movement here in Tulsa, Maybell Rice, Shirley Scoggins, all these iconic females who stood for something, you know, and we need to keep their names alive because somebody, my daddy said he's going to make a T-shirt and all it's going to say is somebody. And the reason it says somebody is because somebody made it possible for us to be where we at today. Yes. Somebody. I remember him saying that at the ball. He Mm -hmm. was like, you think about just some of the liberties that you are freely exercising without a second thought. And it's Mm -hmm. like, somebody made that happen. Yeah, somebody made it happen. Somebody made it where you could go into this building and and work your job. You can go stop at a store and get some gas and, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, and work that building and go places that normally you couldn't go. Somebody here locally. Yeah, somebody here locally. And a lot of times... Uh, we know a little bit about the national. Uh, we can go on and talk about Rosa Parks, and we can talk about Martin and Malcolm and all of them, which mm-hmm. are great leaders yeah. who led the country. But we had we had local, what I call local rock stars, mm-hmm. who who were in the trenches, who fought for us to have rights, 
you know, and uh, we need to always acknowledge them. My, in my pops here, a lot of those guys, my pops here, they're dead and gone. He's the last of the Mohegans around here, mm-hmm. you know, walking around and still talking to talk, walking to walk, yeah. still going. And he sometimes he's all by himself. So I try to hang out with him some the best I can being his son yeah. and suck up all that knowledge and all of that information because uh, we got more time behind us than we do in front of us. So we have to take advantage of that while we can, you know? So that's why it's imperative that I get that shop together over there. I want, I would like to show our community that history that's connected, you know, to black wall street and all of that, all of those soldiers, those soldiers, you know, who are, who stood tall, you know? So I'm going to do it. You know, I told my dad I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna get it done one way or the other. You know what I mean? Gonna get her, get her done. Get her done. Yeah. <laughs> get her done. You know, so we're gonna be doing some of that. Well, we're gonna take a little break here on the Bobby Eaton Show with Miss Jericho Wortham, Queen Jericho, <laughs> Queen Jericho. So we're gonna take a little break. I gotta pay some bills again. You know, they say you got to pay the bills, man. That's what you got to do. All right. We'll be right back. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates. Along with paying high car insurance, And it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. Or text camp to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646. 716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. our platform to promote today's leader while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you. Enter- 
entertained, empowered, and informed at EatonMediaServices.com. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs sit down exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices: Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBA, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U, T-R-E-E-P.com. As well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree. And you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree. And you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202-910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation. We can have you hooked up. Peace.
Oh, yeah, it's like candy. Candy, candy, candy. Jericho Worthen here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. We've been chopping it up, talking about some adventures and things that she's involved with here in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Black Wall Street all the way. So, great, great. Hey, you got a point for us? Um, well, first, before, yeah. we, before we go to the poem, tell everybody about the event that's coming up this weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, let's, get, let's get into that. Um, this Friday at Retro, 7.30 p.m., we're going to have Jay Parlay Reloaded. Um, the theme is going to be for the culture, so it's going to be a fun um, night of paying homage to um, the contributions of Blacks in our society and culture in general. So we're going to go and do a full survey of music and dance and poetry and um, live art, and it's just going to be an absolutely fun, fun, fun night. We have some um, amazing poets hitting the stage. We have some amazing singers hitting the stage, um, musicians hitting the stage. We have um, dancers. I mean, it's it's really going to be an absolute. Some of everything, huh? Some of everything. And it's starting yeah. early too. And huh? it's starting early. And it's a retro, so it's um, you can get yourself some good food, some. Uh, some good drinks and mm-hmm. really just they enjoy some, a good show. Good food up in there. And it always feels good. It feels like family. It feels like home. We just really have a really good time. Like mm-hmm. every time it's just yeah, it's just good times. Um, shout out to Marv. Shout out to Marv at Retro. And mm-hmm. then um, in addition to that, next month we'll be doing recess at um, Living Arts Museum. And so that's just going to be an adult game night. And we're just going to be having fun. <laughs> kicking it, playing games. That's funny. Recess. Huh? Recess, right? Because <laughs> you... Just, cause you I, Go to school. I remember recess. But you have fun at recess. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you involved in a whole lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. going on and things. And uh, uh, the Greenwood Arts Project, Jay Parlay. Yes. Just everything. So huh? If you need your book published, holler at your girl because I'm filling up my calendar Boy, for you, 2020. You pull, you're publishing books, I huh? publish books, yes. And I, see, I didn't know that. Yes. You know, people have been trying to get me to write a book for so write long. Write one. I bet it'll be good. Oh, man. All them stories. All them stories. They say, man, you need to tell your stories, yeah. man. They say, all of that adventure. Your way. <laughs> yeah, my way. <laughs> we tell our stories our way, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got some stories to tell, you know. Small. Yeah, I like helping people on that yeah. journey. Because I remember when I was trying to publish my book, and it was, and it was how a long challenge. Did it, how long did it take you? Um, well, the pieces, I mean, they were just a collection of poems that I've been writing for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you had the poems. Um, huh? I had the poems. I just did not have the... Um, skill set or the means to publish them and then so once I learned that process I wanted to make it easier for people and so typically the number one thing that people hear is like I did not expect it to be that simple of a process if you have your manuscript we can do the rest literally you can do the publishing part of yes, it right we can do everything mm-hmm. in the whole book we can edit it we from, can get from, you a cover we can get you um, set up on Amazon we can get you set up um and Kindle, we can get your book oh, printed, really? yeah, all of that. Wow. If a person's writing a book about their life, how long does that normally take? Oh, it depends a on long how, how invested they are. And, and it really just depends on how much they're they're sharing as well, because sometimes it gets real. And, and that's been um, the process for a couple of people that I'm working mm-hmm. with now. It's like um, they're writing that story, and it gets very personal. And sometimes you just have to, when you're in it, you have to 
pause for a second because it it really does bring up a you, lot. You have to be careful about people you bring into your stories mm. too, don't you? Oh my goodness! I do you? I mean, if I wanted to talk about Ike Turner <laughs> <laughs> on something else, you know, that people don't know about, mm-hmm. you know, I have to be. Well, he's deceased now, so you know. Uh, or Natalie Coles and some of these entertainers that I was involved with. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be kind of careful what I say, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, you would you would be uh, thoughtful in, uh, in, in what you would share, but should I just tell if the, it's truth, the truth? Just tell the truth, huh? It's the truth. Yeah. Sometimes controversy is is sales, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so those are, I mean, those are just some of the things that I work on. And then um, we have merch, so then we sell t-shirts and okay. sweatshirts and things like that. You got like the that, whole shabam, huh? Yeah, I'm just trying to help do mm-hmm. something. Are you doing it? Die empty. Die empty? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't, you know, you'll be good better than empty. Well, hey, you got a poem for us? Something before we check off right here? Um, we got a couple of minutes. I'll do a performance piece. Okay, performance piece. Jericho Wortham, you guys. I used to write performance pieces. A series of fictitious situations filled with clever one-liners that made the audience roar with excitement. I wrote performance pieces. They reflected none of me, had none of my image intertwined, but that's what they wanted. So I wrote them, I performed them, loved them, and they would come back for more. It got to the point when I was afraid to do me. Afraid to display the true poem inside, I had become an expert in performing lies. And now, I'll try this performance piece on facade. I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the second of my mother's three. My favorite color is yellow. It's a reflection of me, and I sing often, probably more than my daddy likes. When I was seven years old, someone stole my bike. Mm. I have three fathers, and to say it best, I think my life represents God's ultimate patience test. I've been in love two times and one of them don't know it. The feelings went deep, but I was afraid to show it. I was never a bad child, but know the meaning of misfit. Never hung with the clique because they would never get me. Trusting no one totally. I love to smile and I do it joyfully. I have many associates, only a few real friends. I'm the world's greatest listener on advice. I mean, you know, it depends. I'm a Gemini. God's teach me it means nothing. I had this stern, loving pastor that wanted me to be something. See, most of the men in my life are either brown or white. I pray and I pray, but may never win the fight because it's their battle. And I wish I had a saddle because I ain't ridden a horse since I was three. Look at me. On stage performing for my mama and daddy's mama Mary, too. For Daddy McGee and Miss Clayton. For Lansing and Levy, KJ and Siani, for anybody that knows anybody connected to these bodies too, all the hugs I wished I had, the I love yous I was afraid to accept, and all the truth that is coming, thank you. I love the Lord, he heard my cry, I've crossed that river a thousand times to bring you this, my performance piece, my life manifested to paper and inks mixed with a series of factual situations, there were no clever one-liners to make you roar with excitement, but I wrote it, performed it, I loved it. And if you want no more, I understand. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. Yay, what they say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, Miss Jericho, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> Coming over here to the Bobby Eaton Show, and me and you just hooked up and just talking yeah. and getting that information and stuff like that. You know, it's been a great show. 
Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, I'll get I you, appreciate I'm, it. I'm gonna have you back. You know, <laughs> so you know, it ain't like it's your first time in here. Yeah. But I just want to thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Hey, y'all. This Miss uh, Jericho Wortham. Keep in mind, retro this Friday. Greenwood Arts Project, all kind of Jay Parlay, all kinds of stuff going on in her life. And we want you to keep in mind that we're here. This is the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Coming up Thursday, it's a Juice Radio Show headed up by Ramal, the hometown heat. So Ramal will be here with the Juice Radio Show this coming. Well, no, I'm taking that back. It's Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. So they're not going to be here this coming Thursday. They'll be back the following week. So we want you to uh, take care. Have a good one. Stay black. And uh, tune in. All right.